237 no home can we on stoop live from Bedford Stuyvesant and today we got your favorite assembly person but you forget you forgot what number is it oh 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 listen our favorite assembly person covering the 56th district okay okay Live from the five. That's what we have right now. Yeah. Huh? Your favorite assembly person, like yes. I said, Mrs. Stephanie Zinnerman. Thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. Yes. Thank you. Yes. Huh? Thank you. Yes. Coming. Yes. yes. So happy yes. to be here. We're happy. Okay. Yes. But yes. I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. It already started out. Right. It started <laughs> out. Started <laughs> out good, right? So I'm ready for it. Well, yes. we got questions. Yes. We got so, questions. so we. Grew up in school, mm -hmm. learning about the executive, mm -hmm. the legislative, mm -hmm. am I saying that right? Uh -huh. The three, three branches, branches the three and branches. the judicial. And so we all know about the judicial because we all know the judges from the United States, just, you know, Supreme, yeah. New York Supreme. All three levels yes. of government. Now, when it comes to legislative, yes. because we know that you got the president with the executive. Yes. We know you got... State, you got the governor. You got the governor. And then when it comes to local, you got the mayor. Yes. But when it comes to the the, the legislature, mm -hmm. how do you, like Congress, we understand is the legislative for the United States. How does it break down into the state? For the state yeah. and the city. So I'll and start city. with the city. I tell people, when you walk out of your house, everything that you see, touch, feel, and smell is all governed by the city of New York. Mm. The state level is... Everything that includes what we call the Brooklyn Bucket. We have 100 agencies um, and on the state level, and our job is to govern those agencies. The, the executive governs them, but we're the checks and balance to the governor about what happens with those agencies. So people know about um, motor vehicles. They know about unemployment. Talking about those state-level agencies are the ones that we deal with because they're designed right, to support our way of life, not only here in Brooklyn, but throughout the state. Um, and our main position, I tell people all the time, my job might be complicated, but it, it, it's simple in its, you know, application. Our job is to write legislation and we are to frame a budget. This year's budget was $229 billion, right? And we do those two things by listening to our constituents, Like right? That's the reason why I'm sitting here having a conversation with you um, here today. I tell people all the time, you can... Um, go out and vote, but if you don't have a relationship with your elected officials, they're not going to know what you need. And so when we're making decisions on your behalf as your rep in Albany, okay. if I'm not hearing your voices, then I'm making my own decisions or I'm making decisions based on who's actually in my ear. Yeah. Look, so for the people, so the, for the, <laughs> look, that was that was a lot. That was yeah, a that lot. Was a lot. So for like, the people who don't know, mm -hmm. what does my assembly person right. do? For okay. my community. Okay, that's a good question. Um, so let's just take the legislative session, right? So we've, we're actually not finished. Yesterday was supposed to be the last day of the legislative session. What's today? No, Sunday. Actually, Friday was supposed to be the last day of the legislative session. We were not able to pass all of the bills that were on the agenda. So we worked for most of the day yesterday on Saturday. And we had to have call a special meeting so that we could come back and finish those bills after the holiday, which is Juneteenth this year. Um, so during legislative um, session, we're doing just that. We are coming together with our ideas about what legislation 
um, needs um, that we need to pass in order to improve the quality of life of our community um, or to amend something because our quality of life has changed um, or our just the community has changed or the world has changed and we need to adopt to that adopt for that we all know that there was a prohibition on marijuana for 30 years and we, we voted it um, for that uh, this um, last year um, but we are having unintended consequences right the whole purpose of lifting the prohibition was to ensure that those people who went to jail um, or had some other kind of unintended consequences lost their life, that we can make those that whole, right? The black market was killing our folks for two reasons. One, because the product itself was unregulated, right? And so everybody remember K2 and mm -hmm. people sprinkling stuff with angel dust and now they're sprinkling it with everything. Yeah. So number one, we wanted to make sure that people were healthy and safe. And so now the law says we need to be able to track marijuana sales from seed to sale, right? From the time that you put it in the ground, there's a code associated with it. We knew who grew it, they knew what, they, they, what, what conditions it was grown in. So that when you get it, you get a guaranteed healthy project, product for you to um, sell. The other thing was the black market was frankly killing people. There were turf wars um, and we needed to be able to stop that as well. Um, and our number one um, idea was to make sure that those who were impacted from before um, would get to the front of the line. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, in a capitalist society, people can always find a way to make money and people got a lot of overseas money to come in and open up these illegal um, shops. So we had to pass some legislation to give um, the sheriff's department and the police department um, the ability and the health department to close down those who don't have a license. And we're simply saying we're not trying to go back to infracting people and throwing people in jail. But if you don't have a license, right? We can't trust that your product is safe for the community, see? so you can't just, operate just, in just, our just community. They want, they want a license, see, but you can't operate in our community by assembly person said, until you get your license together. Get your license. Right, so you get and your let's license. just be clear, nobody right. in Brooklyn has a license yes, because we're being sued a, by this guy from out, out of state yeah. because, again, Brooklyn is the third largest city. It's going to be the third, it's going to be the largest market, oh. right? And he says, well, I'm outside, I'm outside the state. Why can't I have a piece of that? Because you're not from Brooklyn, yes, yes, right? Yes. And you weren't impacted the way Brooklyn folks were, yes. and so we're gonna we're gonna resolve that, but it's gonna take some some time to do that. But we just want to make sure that people know how to be in business with the state, right? That's the that's the, the biggest thing that we really do. If you want to be a small business person and you have a great idea, but you don't know how to go about it, please, please, please go to our website. There's all sorts of what I'm getting ready to say: free services for people, free mentorship for people. They will help you formulate your business plan and allow you to see what grants or low interest loans are available for you to start your business. And what um, website is that? This is it's, it's, in, it's just ny.gov, right? And you just go to the small business tab um, and just read. It's a lot of information. I know sometimes people can't digest it all at once, but print down what you can, just you know, save it on your phone and just kind of keep going back and reading all of the resources that are available um, for you. You know, that that's my tagline. This is all about resources and opportunity. On the state level, there's a million things that people can get involved with um, to support the community, but also for their own personal um, self-development as well. And we want people to know that that's available to them. Where's your office? My office is in Restoration Plaza. Okay. That was intentional. I had a choice. <laughs> okay. Oh, you had a choice? I had a choice. I didn't uh -huh. have a choice. So, 
my, my predecessors, all of you who you know, Jermaine Wright um, was the last one, Annette Robinson before um, uh, her, Alvin um, before the two of them, and then you know Al and Annette used to switch back and forth. We'll talk about that a little, um, uh, a little bit. But Restoration is the first community development corporation in the land, and it is in our community. And regardless of what people think about where they are right now, that's a history we can't let go. We cannot, and we have to continue to tell that story so people understand how important it is for us to save that institution. And so when I was looking around, because, frankly, Tremaine's office was a little busted because it had been around for a while and it needed to be. So I wanted when people came to the office that they were comfortable, um, they were proud of the space. Um, and it looked like a place that we could do business at. Um, well, and so, I came to restoration, yeah. I was going to pay a bill for my mother. <laughs> oh my God. Every, that, used, that was our downtown, right? That was Con Ed. It was, it was everything. Right, I don't remember. What was it before? It was National Grid? Uh, 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 oh, Brooklyn Union Gas. Exactly, Bug. That's right. And so we had all of that. There were shops there. And we need to get back to that space that we're supporting stuff that's and walking distance from us that is in this community where we actually benefit from it. These community development corporations give back. I mean, look at what Bridge Street is and what now Tama is and what Solar is, right? They're giving back to the community. The dollars are circulating in our community. We're not giving our money to Manhattan or some other district. So I love it and I'm looking forward to their transformation. But I was intentional about putting this because everybody knows where it is, mm -hmm. right? It is, it is the fine line between Crown Heights and Bedside, oh, yeah. um, and we get to you know really show out and give um, really dope community events there as That's well. So question. it's a it's a you good place. Actually, we we okay. Yeah. So I, I, I got I, you're from the neighborhood. It's a yeah, question we ask people from the neighborhood. Okay. Now, where does Bedford Stuyvesant end and Crown Heights start for you? For you? Oh, for you? Oh, okay. Since you grew up in the neighborhood. For you. Okay. So uh -huh. for me. We just finished redistricting, and it and, and we've had two maps since that time, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh, and so uh -huh. when people think about Bedford Stuyvesant, they always think about Bedford Avenue and ended on Stuyvesant Avenue. Uh -huh. That's not the case at all, right? Community Board Three has its own barriers, right? So they they're running along um, Atlantic Avenue, right, to Flushing Avenue. Um, and they're st they actually okay. go to Colossan. Uh -huh. They go to Colossan Avenue okay. up to. Howard. Howard. But for me, okay. but for me, the current lines for uh -huh. us. When you go oh, okay, 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 let's go. All right. We are Don't touch my body. Don't, Don't touch me. my body. We are we are I'm gonna start on the Crown Heights side because this is the <laughs> smallest part of the district, right? We're starting on the corner of Nostrand and Bergen. Taking Nostrand all the way down to Flushing Avenue. Nostrand and Bergen from Bedford Stuyvesant. No, no, no. That's Crown oh, Heights. That's Crown Heights district. Okay, but if we okay, only okay. do my best side. If we only do my best side, then best we're side. doing no strand in Atlantic. No uh, strand in Atlantic. Taking it down to Flushing. Okay. To Flushing. Flushing over to Broadway. Okay. okay. Right. We're taking Broadway into Howard, but we kind of jutting back and forth between Howard and Ralph. Right, mm. and then we come. I saw that to Atlantic See, Avenue, on, and then we come back. We don't want the politically correct because they send me that in the mail. Yes, and they yes. like you know, it'd be like. So let me ask you. Yes, is Ocean Hill part of Bedford Stuyvesant? Ocean Hill is no longer part of Bedford. No, no longer. longer. What about Weeksville? Weeksville is 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 in is in the fifty six, but it's not a part of Bedford Stuyvesant. Okay. It's technically a part of Crown Heights. And because mm -hmm. I got homeboys 
in Kingsboro. Yes. And they tell me they from Bedford Stuyvesant. They Bed Stuy over there. I know. Everybody <laughs> wants to be a part of Bed Stuy, but it's actually the Crown Heights part of the district. Okay. Over past Atlantic, right? Yes. Past Atlantic. It is. So, so, so we're saying Weeksville is Crown Heights. No. Yeah. Well, we just, the, it's his let own me just place, say, but it's we, in the 56 district. It's in the 56. We just going to call it the 56. Okay, okay, so we doing okay. 56. We ain't even doing best. Yeah, We're going to just do 56. I can't, I can't split my... I can't. <laughs> don't, 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 don't show no favoritism. No, but seriously, it took a long, long time to really convince people that we were represent that we were representing them because Bedside is so big and to yes. your point it's its own vibe um and it's internationally known and everybody wants to be here. Crown Heights felt very, very small. Um and, and the reason is it's so divided. They have four representatives on a on a city and a state level. And they never could get the real cohesiveness. Like literally, you have a block association like this. People on the other side were represented by another um, assembly person. Well, well, let me. Yeah. I, the funny thing about this is, I live on Bainbridge. Yes, you do. Mm -hmm. And I ain't gonna say the between streets, because yes. then somebody might be checking check me and be out. like, "Yo, you ain't really from Best Style. You really in Crown Heights? I don't know. I don't know. You okay. from, uh, what they call Yo, Best Style East? That's where you yeah. live in a Stuyvesant Heights. Heights. Stuyvesant Heights. Heights. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Stuyvesant Heights. <laughs> so, it's one side of my block right. had one representative. Yes. The other side of my block had another one. Yes. And it was in, and, because um, if I'm not mistaken, I think my side had Miss Mealy. Right. That's city and, council, yes. That's the 41st. That's the, so right. that's the city. That's the city level. Okay. And then so. across the street, you have the 36, which is now Chiosac. Chiosac. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And okay. It's the way it gets divided up. And we all know, we all know how we end up with the districts drawn. Every 10 years, we do a census. Oh, we census. count everybody in America. And then based on the population, we divide it up. And so when you divide it up, um, you know, the lines have to be drawn a particular way. I'm one of those lucky representatives that I only represent two neighborhoods. If you meet most assembly people, they have three, four, five, six neighborhoods that they mm. call out. Bed-Stuy, we're landlocked, we're very dense, so we have a lot of people, so that's why I only have two neighborhoods. Because if people I'm not, upstate have, like, whole different counties. But that's because they have, if I'm not mistaken, doesn't the assembly person have about 120,000? We have, yeah, about one, we, we, we fluctuate between 125, 129, and so, yeah, but upstate, that's different because there's so Maybe much land, out. yeah. So okay. that's the difference. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do Let's know. Let's just get ready for this again, though, because in, in, in five short years, we're going to be talking about counting again. So <laughs> short to be ready, yeah. Well, well. We'll start the process again. What do you think about um, what's going on with those documents? Because, you know, every, you know we, we all from, you know, the time where... You had you, you went over the Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. thing with the emails, mm -hmm. you know, and then come, you know, full circle and it might not be emails, but it's documents, right? That he had in his possession, and which he, which president, the last one or the current one? Well, 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 the current one. Yes. they did not actually. He's not being indicted. No, he's not. The the former president, mm -hmm. which people kind of famously forget that. He wasn't a Democrat nor a Republican. Right. 
You know, he actually they they he adopted parties her. for everybody. Yes, you had yes. money or you wanted to be down. Yes. Donald took care. That's you know, right. Absolutely. So you know, it was it was kind of you know they adopted him and made him a Republican, but now you know it's it's good to see Republicans are actually standing up because at the end of the day, I don't think it's about any party. I think about what is best for the American people. Absolutely. So. um we would love to hear why I'm a Democrat. <laughs> yes, because at one time, if I'm not mistaken, when President Lincoln, uh, you know, he didn't free the slaves, but he gave you the ability that. to be free while fighting for them. You know, he didn't give you the right to be free. Most black Americans after the war were kind of went into the Republican Party. You know, it wasn't until JFK came about that, you know, with some of the things that he, you know, he, he sat down and spoke about that a lot more black people went over to the Democratic Party. But what has drawn you, what, 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 why do you? Well, that, that, that's a good question. I mean, so just a, a couple of history points. Um, <laughs> uh, because um, th this is, this is something that we'll be talking about and, and Juneteenth certainly, you know, represents. So yes. no, Lincoln yes. did not did not free the slaves. And he would have been actually happy if we have just left and got on um on, on a ship and went back where we came from. Right? Yes. Um there was a there was a time where he evolved to the point where he understood that slavery was a horrible institution, especially here in America with chattel slavery. Um, but it wasn't that they were definitely working for our liberation. It was more that it was a way for him to get what he needed. What he and with the South being as racist as they were, it was going to upset the Union. Yes. Um, the reason why we ended up migrating over from the Republican Party um, uh, to the Democratic Party, and I have a wonderful um, volume of the original members of Congress. And there were a number of black um, uh, Congress uh, congressmen, and some of them even before slavery was abolished, right? So how could that be? Yeah. How could we have slavery happening but there's black elected members of Congress? Well, that's the story of Weeksville, right? They knew at a time, if you wanted to register to vote and be a part of um, the decision making in your community, because that's what it'll be an elected official really is, right? That you are somebody people trust to make decisions on their behalf. So at the time, if you were male and a male only, right, you could, if you had a piece of land and you had $200, you could register to vote. And there were white allies like this guy, Garrett Smith, up to upstate, bought all of this land, called it um, 10 bucks too. And there's two members of, of Weeksville that bought property there and at Weeksville. So they were homeowners in two parts of the state. But they were able to vote as a result of that. And they supported black candidates. And they were able to run for Congress. Once the, once the war happened, that's when slavery ended and Jim Crow started. So they started changing. They started running for office and changing all of the state laws. And that's why they were able to turn it around and get and vote all of those folks out of out of office. That's another reason why the state and the governor is so important. Um, local politics, period. But I, I I want people to think about it. We only focus every four years on the president, but it really is who you elect on a local level that will protect your life and liberty where you live. I, I don't mean to you cut. You, I don't mean to yeah. cut you off. Yeah. But could you say that again? Yeah, yeah. Could you say that again? Yeah, 
So not even that part. Local tell them why official. it's important. Yes. Why it's important for you to go out there and vote. So it, it'll so, lead into that. So right now, I we could make a number of changes, which we have um, in the state laws, right? So we decided that if you were born before 1950, um, you get to keep your property. But if you were born after 1950, you, you can't keep your property, right? You has to be a part of a land trust. It's not something that we would do, and people would probably sue us for it, but we have the power to do that, right? What would that do to destabilizing community? Right. So it is it was, it's the state laws. Right. That's been codified in law by the city because we have the power with some of our legislation to tell the municipalities what to do. Sometimes, however, they will appeal that and they want home rule to make their own decisions. So right now there's a law um, that's called Sammy's Sammy's law. And this woman, um, she lost her son, got hit by a car. 12 years old, beautiful little boy. And she has gathered together a whole slew of other um, families who have, their children have been victims of um, car crash, uh, you know, car fatalities. She wants to lower the, the, speed, the speed limit from 25 right now to 20. And in some zones, five miles an hour. Now, if you drive a car in this city, um, that's insane to you, right? But you, but you, right? I'm just gonna be honest because I've had to have this conversation with her. Conversation like they were on a hunger strike this this week right outside our door. So every time we left out of the back of the chamber, they were there sitting there talking about this pleading. And her pleas are often like nobody wants to don't ever. Could you just imagine losing your child, right? And so you understand that pain. But on the other hand, and this is what I said to her. We have to do a number of things. We just can't pass this law by itself, and I'll tell you why. When we lowered this, the speed limit on, on Atlantic Avenue, and the, we went to um, having the cameras as, as well, what happened? The people who want to speed, they go to the bedroom blocks, right? So they're going to go Pacific Street, Bergen Street, and they're going to speed there. They're more likely to hit somebody and kill somebody on those blocks than they are on Atlantic Avenue, right? And so we, we passed one law, but the unintended consequences is yeah. going to cause more crime, but in places that we didn't, in, and we didn't anticipate, right? We've got a lot of traffic laws now, right? Just think about it. How many, how many different modes of transportation are on the road right now? Oh. You got a bicycle, you have a scooter, right? You got an e-bike, you got ATVs, their own whole thing, yeah. and then you have motorcycles. Now, add pedestrians and cars and trucks and buses to that, right? It's the wild, wild west on the road. Going on out there. We have too to, ch it's too there. much ago. So yeah. we have to regulate what is going on, but we just can't pass one law because that one law is, is going to complicate the situation. It's not going to get better. So I'm saying to her, please trust that we're going to work on this, right? This summer, I'm going to spend my time working with DOT on messaging. Remember when we were growing up, you used to say, cross that the green, yeah, not right in between. between. Yeah, yeah. We don't have any education around what, I don't even know what parents tell their kids about crossing the street yeah. right now. But we need to get that out there. We need more traffic guards. We need to regulate this because everybody is doing what they want to on the roads right now. They're not following any of the laws that we put in place. I always tell people you can't legislate um, behavior. People follow the law because truly they agree to follow the law, right? I don't want to just keep adding law, 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 law. I want us to look at the big picture and figure out what's best to, to cure this situation. Because I don't want to go to a funeral of a child. I don't want another parent to lose their child. It's horrendous every time, you know, it it chugs all the way at your heart screen, your heartstrings and your I also, guts. I also it's lost crazy. my father on Atlantic Avenue, too. He died in a 
I hit by a car. So when we think about this common sense wise, right? Atlantic Avenue is our highway because we don't have a highway that runs through Brooklyn. We got the belt that goes around Brooklyn. So people have to approach Atlantic Avenue different than they do every other street, right? We can change the light. We can have bigger islands so people can, can stop. Like there are things that we can do, but people need to be, we need to be able to move people. We have a lot of commerce in this community, right? Well, so these are things said, we need to do. That's why local politics wanna, are important. Well, when we're talking about the, the whole, like those main thoroughfares, like yes. your Atlantic Avenue, Atlantic your, King's Park, Highway, right? your King's Highway, yes. your uh, your Flatbush Avenue, Ocean, your Ocean, Ocean, Ocean Parkway. Mm -hmm. When I was in Manhattan, mm -hmm. I rode on the Western Highway. I haven't been in Manhattan in quite some time. Mm -hmm. So I rode down, the, what's up, Kyle? I, I rode down the West Side Highway. I saw Hudson Yards. I was amazed. But yes. on the West Side Highway, it's not 25 miles an hour. It is not. I want to know what is the difference between their thoroughfare and our, and I mean, like, if you sat down input. and made it. Input. Because they go to the yeah. community board meetings. Oh, they okay. go specifically gotcha. to the, to the, okay. to the, to the safety um, committee, transportation committee, and they talk about what they want to see. Right now, DOT and, and two small groups are driving the conversation about car-free America, around bikes only, around, um, what do they call those island spaces, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. We love those things, but they can't prevail because we've got people who have more than one young child, right? People who are disabled, people who just grow up in the culture and, and want to ride. Even if I ride my bike, Monday through Saturday. On Sunday, I'm going to church. I'm going to get in my wheel. <laughs> Go to church. Like, this is what we do. I don't even have a car now. But the culture was, right? My my dad didn't like to fly, so we we took the car yes, everywhere. Yes, it's yes, it, yes, yes. like if I don't take a trip in a car at least once a year, I feel off. Like yes, I'm okay. I'm not doing what I what I grew up doing, and so we we have enough space and we've got enough smart people that we can sit down and figure out how we have safe streets. We have places for bicycles. I don't believe they should be on bus lanes or truck lanes, but I, that's you know, me. Why, how do you feel about the city bike situation? Well, it is the only that I can think of at this moment. The only infrastructure pro project that we have invested millions of dollars in that allow people to break the law. The law says you got to wear a helmet. If you ride on a city bike, you don't have to grab. There's no mechanism to get a, um, a helmet. And so we're allowing that to happen every day. People Thank who... You. People <laughs> and it's, it's going to get people hurt. So last night I'm coming home. I'm tired, but and it started raining. Nobody yes, knew it was raining. So my, my Uber yeah. driver was like, oh, wow, I didn't even know it was supposed to rain. There's a guy on Fulton Street in the driving rain with the cars and the buses with no helmet on riding down Fulton Street. And and let me ask That you. is a disaster waiting to happen. Uh, I... I can only, you know, they say 25 miles an hour in my car. Yes. The motorcycle, the, not the motorcycle. The e-bike is going 35, 40 miles like, right past you. If this car, if and this not bike hits somebody. Them. They're going to hurt them. They're going to hurt them. Like, I got hit growing up. I got hit playing in the street. A bike hit me. Mm -hmm. I was pretty bruised up. But he wasn't going over 30 miles an hour. Exactly. And so this is a conversation that I had, the conversation that I just had with DOT. I said, where are the statistics of how many people actually get hit by a bike? There, there are no statistics. 
And the reason why is because we can't identify a bike, right? You get hit by a car, somebody's going to see that license, somebody's going to yeah. get the car restriction. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. We're going to find you. Mm -hmm. We can't do the same thing with bikes. Yeah. So I have a bill, right? And the bill says that if you commute to work on a regular, on, on regular basis, on a daily basis, you have to take a road safety test and you have to pass it. Mm -hmm. The same way that we do. I'm not trying to, you know, cost people extra money or right now talk about you have to have your own license place. But right now, the cars bear all the burden. And I can look at people outside of my office every day or them downstairs in the plaza and see that people don't understand the road. What about the delivery? The delivery guy that's people need to have yeah. here. Yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. Delivery, yeah. That's yeah. what we're talking about. They ride he on that scooter. And they ride on the sidewalk. Yeah, they ride on the sidewalk. They ain't stopping nowhere. They ain't no traffic So let me tell you. They hit me too. So let me Man, I'm going to forget what the name was. <laughs> but it's basically, and you see it a lot of times, when bicyclists, it gives bicyclists the right to when they come to a stop sign, they can treat it like a yield. Mm, okay. So that means if they don't see anybody, right, they can just keep going, yeah. right, which they do right now. Yes. Depends, though. So this is the color you are. No, but no, 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 no. You can you can you can say that because that because that that's real. But the real deal is if you have a four way intersection, you're not going to see everybody. If somebody's pulling out of a parking space, you may or may not see them if you're looking this way. Everybody is not going to understand because in the bill there's no education for car owners. So what car owners are doing, they're sitting there and they're like, why are you why are you pulling in front of me? Yeah. Right, they don't know what that is, so now they're trying to swerve to get rid of the bike. They're hitting other cars, they're hitting other people. We're trying to pacify one group without looking at the fact that we've got 11 different modes of transportation on the road, and we have to write laws that speak to all of them. I don't believe that that law that just passed is going to help bicyclists, I think it's going to embolden the ones that are already. Don't listen to the oh, law to continue to push the envelope, and more and more of them are going to get hit. So we we've got to get to educating folks so they understand. We need more signage to tell people what mm -hmm. to do. You see, Manhattan has had those lights to tell the bikes what to do. And yeah. where, when is that going to happen in Brooklyn? When is that going to happen? Why, why, why does it when happen in Brooklyn? Brooklyn? Why? Yeah. Because Brooklyn needs to exercise yeah, this conversation okay. in the public sphere. You need to send these conversations that you all have about why this is problematic, right? Everybody can't go to a meeting, but you certainly now can DM somebody. You can send it to their office. You can email. You can show up at their office. There's all sorts of modes of communication. Um, like somebody said, you can write it up and say, this is what's wrong with this. This is what I would like to see. And these are the 800 um, people on my block who actually want to um, see the change and see something different. So we just have to, we have to speak up a little bit more. I love the beauty shop conversations, the barbershop. I love the stoop. I love the bench. <laughs> I love the bench. You guys on it. You heard it on your. She said the bench. You do the bench. She's like, everybody. Yo, I know where to take the over there. If you grew up in the Big G or if you live in any Albany, Harvey Top, somebody is on the bench. The grandma's on the bench. The young folks are on the bench. And we're having these conversations. That's right. I just need them to sign those petitions while they're sitting there and okay. turn that information in. Right now, people only sign petitions when somebody is running for office, right? If we're having these conversations, you know what people are about before they run for office. Well, right? well, listen. We don't need to spit on, on the palm card. You got us.
you let us know. We ain't right. got no problem helping you out Putting before the, word the out bill, bill. Yes. before vote time. Exactly. Before vote time, you let us know. We look. But I, I also want. People. I'm here because I also want to let you know that I want to hear directly from you all about what is happening. I know what okay. I think, right, based on okay. what I'm hearing here and okay. there. But I want to know for sure what you support and what you don't support. Well, so I'm emphatic when I go to the halls. Me and, of me and we 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 we've talked about this. We're from yeah. Bedford South. We are from Bedford South. We're from Bedford South. Third generation. Well, for well, me, you might probably, yeah. probably be fourth, fifth, sixth. Royalty on the royalty on the plus two. It's legacy. Yes, legacy. It is. But this is best I love right now. Okay, okay that's right. right so, now. Exactly. Hospitality. Yes. yes. Brooklyn way. Yes. We 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 know that in different communities. I'm gonna give you a, a short example. We got in different communities, especially since uh, COVID happened. Yes. You know, people was supposedly more in the house. Mm -hmm. And we all know that physical, physical health mm -hmm. is a part of your mental health. Absolutely. So we saying, why is there, with this being such a large, one of the largest, if not the largest community in Brooklyn, mm -hmm. how come we don't have a rec center? Because the why is very expensive. Um, you know, and then you got, of course, you got all the gyms, you know, um, I, I went to BRC, I went to St. John, you know, I went to, I went to Carmine Street, you know, so I've been, yeah, and, and the one on 27th Street or 26th Street, they did over, you know, so I do know that, you know, New York City has, you know, the ability to figure it out. And um, you have a big health center mm -hmm. on Troop mm -hmm. that um, I was trying to see. I went and talked to the people at Bridge Street mm -hmm. to uh, see if they could, you know, see if they could push this idea okay. for the New York Red Center. I think this feels like a song. Tell you want to. Tell me where you want to. I feel like that this was a softball because you heard that I had a state of the district where I rolled <laughs> out the land for the armory. Okay. Oh, you rolled it out for the armory. Rolled out the plans for the armory. For what we're calling the it's the 13th Regiment Armory on what was Sumner Avenue, but we have rebranded and reimagined it as the Marcus Garvey Armory on Marcus Garvey Boulevard between Putnam and Jefferson. Okay. Yes. Okay. Entire plan and deck. I'm going to have a town hall to roll out the four plans, the four ideas for it. Right. So, was it, we started a, a year okay, ago, yeah. a little over a year ago, um, we had postcards, we were out at all of the block association that we can't, we have handed out the postcards and we said, we're reimagining that space, what do you want to see in it, well, right? And go. people filled out the, the survey and the team that we worked with, um, are working with, are amazing, and they put together four different models for us to choose, um, choose from. I haven't done the complete rollout because I was waiting. No, I won't say I was waiting. I was pushing very hard to get the $1.2 million that we needed to do phase two. Oh. And so um, I'm having, I, I have 350 of it already. Yeah. And so I'm having a meeting with some people, the congressmen. Okay. Um, our speaker, different. yes, our speaker um, and the team next week to say, 
can you help us out with this 850? Because this is amazing and we need this for our community. Let's do yes, this. Yes, yes, we need that for the community.